welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for this episode is comparison of factors associated with myopia among middle school students in urban and rural regions of Anhui, China. I'd like to thank our topical editor and host today, Dr. Mika Moy, and our topical expert, Dr. Jeff Walleen. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Welcome to the American Academy of Optometry Foundation's clinical podcast series. In this episode, we're going to be discussing a paper that explores modifiable factors associated with myopia. I'm Dr. Mika Moy, and our guest expert for this episode is Dr. Jeff Walleen. Dr. Walleen is the Associate Dean for Research at The Ohio State University College of Optometry, where his own research interests center around myopia. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to be discussing an article that's coming out shortly in Optometry and Vision Science Academy's own journal. It's called Comparison of Factors Associated with Myopia Among Middle School Students in Urban and Rural Regions of Anhui, China, and it's by Wei Peng and colleagues. So, Jeff, what hypothesis did the authors want to explore in this paper? Well, as you said in the title, what they really wanted to look at was modifiable risk factors. And by modifiable risk factors, they're talking about near work, outdoor activities, and sleep. So things that might be associated with myopia that we can actually do something about. For example, we can't do anything about genetics, really. And they wanted to compare those between urban and rural areas also. So they were looking at these modifiable risk factors ultimately to see if they're associated with myopia and if there's a difference between kids who are in rural and urban settings. And so this seems like it could potentially be important not only for China, but the rest of the world. Yeah, as you know, myopia is increasing across the world and it is particularly important in China because Um, there is such a high prevalence of nearsightedness. And I think really ultimately what this um, study is meant to do in China is to help create public policy that will help decrease the prevalence of myopia. They actually talked about goals of decreasing the prevalence of myopia by half percent every year over the next so many years. And I think this is part of investigations that they're trying to do to see where they can ultimately make a difference. Got it. So what did they find? Really, they they um, their main finding was that um, if kids went to bed before 10 p.m., they were less likely to be to be nearsighted. They also found out that the more subjects that kids studied, or um, the um, the more hours they spent doing near work, they were more likely to be nearsighted. So basically those three modifiable risk factors, a couple of them, they found associations. It was time the kids went to bed and um, this, and um, also the amount of time that they spent homework. And this was when they were consistent between rural and urban kids. But they found some differences between the rural and urban kids as well. So one of the differences they found was that for rural kids, they could even go to bed a little bit later and there was still an association And for urban kids, they actually found that two hours of outdoor time was associated with less myopia. So they didn't find any association between outdoor time and and myopia for the um, rural kids. So there are some differences there. I think the most consistent findings though were going to bed um, before 10 p.m. made you less likely to be nearsighted and that the more subjects you studied, or the more hours you spent in homework made you more likely to be nearsighted. That's, I think, the most consistent findings and the most important. 
So, you know, as a mom, this is really interesting to me. My, I have teenagers and I think it's interesting that, you know, as doctors of optometry, are we going to say, have your kids do less homework? That seems like a very odd thing to say. Although as a mom, I would love it. And I'll tell you for elementary school kids, um, in my district anyway, there was already a push to try to create less homework. We want sort of kids to be more like kids and to have more outdoors time, which would help with myopia too, theoretically. Exactly. Less, you know, um, basically less homework would create less stress. Like you said, the kids could be more kids. Um, and I think that's very important. In terms of nearsightedness, we're not quite there yet. Um, what this study looks at is associations between you know, time spent doing homework and nearsightedness, but that doesn't mean that homework causes nearsightedness. We don't quite have that link yet. Um, it could be that, for example, nearsighted parents happen to also make their children do more homework. Ah. And so they actually look like there's more likely to be nearsighted because they have myopic parents, not because their parents make them do more homework. So that's the kinds of things that we ultimately need to figure out. And I was interested also in the article, they mentioned that it was more common nowadays to not only maybe want your kids to do more homework, but to also have more tutors outside of school time. And that might be contributing. That was another sort of sideline that seemed interesting. So do you think, were there any particular strengths or limitations associated with the study? Yeah, I think one of the strengths that I really liked about the study is that they were looking at modifiable risk factors. They were specifically looking at that. So there are things that we can ultimately do. Now, the interesting thing, though, is that, as I said, this is just a study of associations and not really cause and effect. So even though there are associations, if we modify those risk factors, I don't know that they're necessarily going to have the effect that we're looking for but it's at least a place to start. So, you know, I think I sort of see that as both a strength and a weakness ultimately um, in that we are just looking at risk factors, but we don't really know that that's specifically the cause of myopia. And we're almost out of time, but I wanted to touch a little bit on time of going to sleep versus quality of sleep. And you had a couple of uh, interesting things to say about time, time of bedtime versus quality of sleep. Yeah, and not only quality of sleep, but also the amount of sleep. So it's weird. They also ask about the amount of sleep that children had. So they found this relatively strong association and said, if you go to bed earlier, you're less likely to be nearsighted. But they didn't find a similar association between the amount of sleep that children reported and the onset of near or, and nearsightedness. Um, so it's some, it, you know, it's something that I can't quite figure out why that would be important, although it may have something to do with diurnal rhythms. But I think you're right. I think there is, you know, potentially um, looking at the quality of sleep, which is something we can do today with all these wearable devices. Yeah. Maybe it's something that somebody ought to study down the line. Ooh, interesting. That seems like a good place to stop. So thanks, Dr. Walleen, so much for joining us today. And if this article has sparked your interest, you can read it in an upcoming publication of Optometry and Vision Science. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.